Please be advised that the following material contains adult language, gunshots, and descriptions of violence. It is not intended for young audiences. But I mean, what are you going to do if they happen to hear it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, enjoy the show. Okay, here goes. Log number one of the Assiniboine Forest Expedition. It's late morning, around 11.30 a.m., 12 degrees Celsius. For everyone listening, my name is Rupert Montgomery, head cryptozoologist of the Assiniboine Cryptozoological Society. Well, the only cryptozoologist, actually, unless you include Quinn, but let's face it, they're still in training. <laughs> and come to think of it, the society isn't technically recognized yet, but one day soon, it'll be the biggest cryptozoological society in the world. All I have to do is catch a monster. I'm starting my expedition here on the Segame Trail. Now that I'm back, I'm realizing how long it's been since I was last here. <laughs> Quinn and I used to come here a lot together when we were kids. Whenever we didn't want to be at home, which was pretty much all the time, we'd come and play Monster Hunters. Then later on, we mostly just smoked weed. <laughs> ah, it's nice to be back. I've missed this place. In a way, it's always, uh, it's always felt like home. Which is exactly why we are the two perfect people for this mission. What mission might that be? Well, like I said, I'm here to catch a monster. And not just any monster. THE monster. It's been called the Horned Serpent. The Terror of Lake Winnipeg. It's haunted swimmers, sailors, and beachgoers for over a century. It's the monster you all know and love. The one, the only, our very own Manapogo! Yeah, yeah, take off your shirt, yeah. Now I'll keep it on, thanks. Now, before I get even more carried away, I've got a few things to define for the sake of clarity. I'm going to be talking about these things a lot, so for those listening, this next part is important. We'll start with something simple. A cryptid. Definition. An animal, often mythical in nature, that some or many people believe exist, but has not been proven to exist. Examples of commonly known cryptids include Bigfoot, Mothman, and the Jersey Devil. Eh, I'm not talking about you, Snooky. With me so far? Next definition. Cryptozoologist. Sounds sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> definition. A cryptozoologist is a person that searches for and studies cryptids in the hopes of proving their existence by any means necessary. Now, by this point, everyone listening to this is probably thinking, Oh, this person is nuts. They're out in the woods trying to find an imaginary monster. Let me interrupt that train of thought with a quick question. Ever heard of a little animal called the platypus? Egg-laying, duck-billed, beaver-tailed mammal with venomous quills? This sounds almost made up, right? You see where I'm going here? The platypus was once thought to be a cryptid. Same with giant squids. Some cryptids aren't made up. The manapogo is real. Do you believe me yet? The first recorded sighting of the Manapogo goes all the way back to 1909 by a guy called Valentin McKay, Hudson's Bay fur trader and all-around badass who reported seeing a giant creature in Cedar Lake. Between 1909 and the present day, there are at least 10 reported sightings of the lake-dwelling beastie. 
The name Man of Pogo only started being used back in 1960 when a provincial land inspector by the name of Tom Locke, along with 16 other people, spotted these three creatures swimming in the water near Tutades. That's Italian, right? Tutades, yeah. <laughs> That's 17 people, all strangers, all claiming to see a mommy, daddy, and baby Man of Pogo. God, I wish they'd just returned my calls. <sighs> That same year, Dr. James A. McLeod, professor and head zoologist at the University of Manitoba, was, and I quote, the only Canadian scientist to be officially interested in the existence of Manitoba's inland sea monster. Calgary Herald, 1961. I'm sure you're all dying to know what this beautiful beast looks like. Let me paint a picture for you. You're in a canoe out on Lake Winnipeg. It's a nice sunny day in the middle of summer. You're relaxing, maybe doing some fishing, drinking some beers. It's a good day. Suddenly, your canoe rocks. It seems like something underwater just brushed against it. You look overboard, but don't see anything. Again, your canoe is rocked harder this time. You spill your beer, looking around frantically. Then you see it. It's flat diamond-shaped head lifts out of the water, rows of teeth filling its open mouth. Behind it, its long body curves up and down, creating three trailing humps. Its skin is a dark, muddy brown. It has a smooth texture, like the skin of a killer whale. Its head rises until it's towering above you, eight feet out of the water. Slowly, it lifts its head and lets out a prehistoric shriek as loud and as shrill as a train whistle. That sound is the last thing you hear. Quinn? Quinn, do you copy? This is Rupert Montgomery, log number two of the Assiniboine Forest Expedition. It's 5.46 p.m. The temperature is starting to dip down here, hovering around 10 degrees Celsius. Quinn and I were supposed to meet 10 minutes ago, but I haven't seen them. They aren't answering their walkie-talkie either. It's probably nothing. It's a big forest. Maybe they got lost. Speaking of big forests, I bet you're wondering exactly what a lake monster is doing here in the middle of Winnipeg. While I wait here for Quinn, I may as well fill you in, starting with the facts. In the last two months, there have been exactly three sightings of an unidentified creature here in the Assiniboine Forest. Let me lay them out for you. September 30th, approximately 8.30 p.m., Jane and Helen Wright were going for a late evening stroll down Segame Trail when they both saw what they described as a large snake with smooth dark skin slithering across the path ahead. Neither were able to take a picture in time, but they phoned the police thinking maybe they had seen an animal that could have escaped from the Assiniboine Park Zoo. A boa constrictor, maybe? It would be the only creature known to man that could compare in the size of what they saw. But, of course, the Assiniboine Park Zoo's common boa was still sleeping soundly in its cage. October 5th, approximately 7.45 a.m. Tao was going for a jog through the forest, as they had done all summer long. But this time, something happened that they didn't expect. 
as they were running, they heard some sort of noise that they could only describe as a prehistoric shriek. Hmm, sound familiar? The noise scared away birds, small rodents, even a deer which ran away from the source of the sound, running right past Tao and nearly knocking them over. Tao phoned 411, but according to reports, nothing was found. Oh, did I say nothing? Sorry, I meant nothing except the bloodied, torn remains of an animal that might have once been a coyote, surrounded by blood. Lots of blood. On the trees, on the grass. Don't look it up. Finally, on October 9th, just before midnight, Tyler was in the Assiniboine Forest for reasons he refused to disclose to the police and media. Hey, no judgment, Tyler. We've all been there. Anyway, while he was doing Tyler knows what on top of the wooden structure near the Memorial Pond, he heard a loud hiss coming from the water. Being the well-prepared man he seems to be, he clicked on his fancy-dancy headlamp to see something strange. Three humps. Tyler then did what any sane person would do. He tried to run away screaming. Unfortunately for Tyler, he forgot he was sitting 10 feet off the ground and ended up falling and breaking his arm. Luckily, the paramedics were able to find him and he was rushed to the hospital. He will probably make a full recovery. But as Tyler was laying there, arm broken, waiting for help to arrive, he claims that the creature in the water hadn't gone away. No, instead, when he turned back to look at it, he saw that it had risen out of the water to a height of two meters. He was lucky to make it out alive. Freaky, right? There's something going on here, and my money is on the Manapogo. It has to be. But how did it get into the forest in the middle of Winnipeg? <gasps> flooding! We had crazy rain and flooding this year. The, the river was high. Maybe it got stranded on a beach or, or swept into some sewer canal. Maybe the Manapogo migrates through the river system once a year. <gasps> Maybe it was coming to mate and there's more than one lurking in our lakes and rivers. Time will tell. This is it. I can feel it. This is my chance. Rupert Montgomery will be the first person to prove the existence of a Canadian cryptid. Watch out, Nessie. There's a new girl in town, and she is way cooler and way more awesome. This is going to put me on the map. Those assholes at the International Cryptozoological Society are going to rue the day they decided not to recognize the Assiniboine Cryptozoological Society. And, and when I have the Manipogo's head mounted above a roaring fire, I will not be letting them into my drawing room. No, sir! <clears throat> so yeah, that's my plan. I'm here to kill the monster. It's somewhere in these woods, probably lost or confused or scared. There's never been an opportunity like this. I'm going to find it. That's the only option I have. This is log number three of the Assiniboine Forest Expedition. It's around 8 p.m., five degrees Celsius. I'm bundled up tight. I waited for Quinn for about a half hour before I decided to continue with the mission. The walkie-talkie seems to be broken, and for some reason, I don't have service at the moment. The next step for me was scouting out the locations of the first two sightings. I checked everything about a hundred different times, looking for any clues the cops or animal control might have missed. I found something that might be Manapogo tracks. That, or they're from some kind of big tire, but I'm choosing to believe they're Manapogo tracks. 
I was about to head to the location of the third and final sighting when I found something extremely disturbing, but also very promising. So I was looking for a clearing to set up a home base for the night, stash some equipment and food, that sort of stuff. I was walking through the brush when all of a sudden I was hit by this horrible stench. When I say hit, I mean hit like this was a wall of reek that left my eyes watering. That was the first time smelling something that had died and been left to rot. It wasn't hard to find. Even with my nose covered, I was able to follow the smell to a small clearing. What I saw looked like it was straight out of a horror movie, and, and not some like new age, slow-paced, A24 type horror movie. I'm talking early 2000s, gory, trashy horror. In the clearing was the remains of a deer that looked like it had been ripped in half. Its back end was sprawled among the dead leaves, legs twisted at sickening angles, clearly broken in multiple places. Once I managed to tear my gaze away from that, must have been a full five minutes of looking around before I found its front half, or what was left of it. It was tangled in the branches of a tree above my head. I could see one front leg and a long, soft snout, its wide, dead eyes staring down at me. Somehow, it looked terrified. I never found the other leg. Honestly, I didn't look very hard. The smell was starting to creep under the handkerchief, and I had a chill running down my spine that I just couldn't shake. So, I snapped a few pictures, and I got the hell out of there. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever come across an animal in the Assiniboine Forest, or anywhere in Winnipeg, that could rip a deer in half and throw its body into a tree? Maybe a grizzly bear. Maybe. Don't remember there being many of those in these woods. And that is exactly why I have one of these. If I see that Matapogo, oh, you better believe it's getting a couple rounds in its head. But now I'm worried about Quinn. They refused to take a gun, even tried very hard to convince me not to bring mine. Uh, where are they? I don't like... No way, no fucking way. That can't be what I think it is, can it? Oh, okay, Rupert. <laughs> Get it together. Get it together. Guns loaded. Where are the extra shells? Where are they? I, I definitely packed them this morning. I checked them three times. This doesn't... <laughs> Screw it. I only need one shot. I'm Rupert fucking Montgomery, baby. Let's do this. Come on, baby. Come to Papa. No, no. There you are. 